Hello, welcome along. Soon may the weatherman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. My name's Dan. It's a brand new episode of Baffled, your favourite fact podcast. Um, nine facts. I have three. I've got one about money. I've got one about climbing mountains very dangerously. And, and like talking about dangerous, I've got like the most insane story ever. Um, that'll kick things off in just a sec. Connor is also here. What have you got, Con? PlayStation games, watermelon steak, and Nokia phones. It's got so much, so much naughties about that, hasn't it? Uh, Mark is here as well. Mark, what have you brought for us? Uh, I'll keep it short as Connor. Koalas, sharks, and beavers. <laughs> Facts and animals. It's a brand new episode of Baffled. Stay there. We're back in a sec. 45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. It's a brand new week of facts. Are you optimistic that the level of facts this week will surpass what has been before for the last 39 episodes? I mean, it's a big one today. The big 4-0. Everyone loves the big 4-0. Am I confident? No. Am I going to plough ahead regardless? Absolutely. That's pretty much Mark's motto on life. Just go ahead. You know it. You know it's going to be. Just move ahead anyway. I think that this could be maybe my best week of facts. You don't, don't want to say that. It's a big claim. What mm. I'm worried about because we've got this new in, we've got this new Instagram page, which is at Baffled Pod, and we we share like fact videos that we do. Uh, go and follow us on there if you've not done it done it yet. I am worried in some of the fact videos that were a bit too low key. That we're not like peppy, we're not zingy, we're not full of energy. We're just a bit uh, t- January twenty twenty one. I think when you, um, I think when you open the podcast, Dan, how you did today, it kind of forms the structure of energy for the uh, for the for the episode. I mean, what was I your one liner? What was your one liner again? Mister TikTok over here. I did like I was I was tapping into the big TikTok market at the moment. No, I just what was it again? Your opener. But soon may the weatherman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. Are you not? Are you not on? Are you not on Sea Shanty TikTok? I'll be. Is that from Sea Shanty TikTok? See, I skip over those. Mark, I didn't. No, no, I'm not tapped in. I'm not. I would, Mark. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't imagine that you'd you'd be part of this. But but Connor, this is the biggest viral trend at the moment. Everyone's getting on board. Elon Musk's get got got on board with it. Jon Snow off Channel Four TV. Everyone's getting involved. It is the big viral chatter. All the cool kids. Elon Musk and Jon Snow off Channel Four News. All yeah, the must cool be kids viral. are doing it. Oh, honestly, Connor, I am. You have dropped rungs on the ladder of my estimation. The fact that you have no clue about this. Millions, billions of shares online. 
unfathomably I'm not, famous. Um, I'm not as up to date with the online world as, as what you think. I, I'm trying to I'm trying to reduce my social media use. Really, I have less faith in you today Connor because beforehand you said oh yeah I've got a clip that I'm gonna play from TikTok and I was like oh look at Connor he's bringing the cool stuff he's down with the kids he's now I have a feeling that you're gonna bring a TikTok that's from like was TikTok around in 2004 because if it was you found it that's how up to date this is what I'm saying this is what I'm saying like and I it, it, it's TikTok famous I thought Connor knows about TikTok I thought you know what some of my facts are a bit old man-ish so I thought right let's let's Give the young people something to get involved with. So I've instantly got involved with TikTok. Nothing. Well, I'm proud of you, Dan, for trying that. I just had no idea what the f*** you was going on about. What's staggering then is because you do spend quite a lot of time on TikTok, I would imagine, Connor, even though you probably say you don't. Do you know what? No, do you know what? My TikTok use is always time. It's always a time that I do it. It always, for me, is like the 15, 20 minutes before sleep. Just as I can't quite rest, I have like a 20-minute hit on TikTok. That's when I use TikTok day to day. It's not really in my bag. I thought you'd be a poo user. Uh, no, no, actually, I don't, window, I don't take you? my phone. I don't take my phone when I have a poo. I like to focus on getting it out. S- survey the room around you. Survey um, the room. Smell the, smell the air. But what it does show, and I'm, I look, I did not anticipate that that one line would completely derail the start of this show. So I'm sorry if you've had to listen to a lot of this. Um, it shows what the TikTok algorithm does, doesn't it? Because this is honestly immensely popular. All I get is all I get when I'm on TikTok is sea shanties, and you don't have any of it, and I don't spend a lot of time either. Right? Well, I want to actually, say you, uh, you're you you must be liking sea shanties because all you get on TikTok is I stuff don't like. that you engage with. No, 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 like, no. Because no. I, I get no, I get a lot no, of boobs no. and, and food. It's it takes a lot to to string a like from my thumbs. I think the algorithm is just so good that if I spend more than like a second on it, it just gives me more of it. Anyway, the facts I love are kind of story-led facts. So here's one. Like, this is terrifying. I want to tell you the story about Julianne Kopka. Um, Connor, don't switch off. Insane. Listen to this. So in 1971, on the day after she had um, had a high school prom, the afternoon after she'd graduated from high school, she was flying to Peru to celebrate with her dad. Her plane was struck by lightning. She fell almost two miles through the sky and survived. And, um, and then she landed in the Amazon jungle and had to, and she was on her own for 10 days in the Amazon rainforest and managed to get help and managed to survive. And she's alive and well today. Like, imagine that you, chain you of sure events. you sure this isn't just a movie? That sounds a lot like what a movie would be. Well, this is the point, isn't it? It sounds like... Just her falling from the movie. sky just stops, and freeze all, frame, and, all, yeah. and it's like, this is how I got in this situation. It's one of those <laughs> moments. And it's also, you know, the day after her prom, just a few hours after her high school graduation, what? she's, she's going to meet her dad. Like, this is a big... Like, that is... I'm curious. ...movie... Plotting, isn't it? What's the what's the what's the fact? What what what's well, the just, fact? Just this. What the fact is? This woman fell two miles through the sky and managed to survive. How do you right, survive? So, right. So the fact the fact so the the the, the, the punchline is: woman falls from plane two miles, survives. Yeah, then survives on her own, stranded in the middle of the Amazon rainforest for ten days as a seventeen-year-old, and manages to get out alive because she 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 befriended a bear and a koala and a snake or whoever because if the this look. if this is in a category of story this is absolutely incredible and i'm all for it i absolutely so i'm saying it's, it. it's, it's, story, it's in a category it's, of facts i'm not sure well, it's, it's a fact 
Well, I mean, it happened. So it's a bit of both. What, what do you define bit as a both? Yeah. You'll bring me some PlayStation off TikTok in just a second. Imagine that's a mind-blowing I, fact. I, um, I, yeah, that, that is like absurd, isn't it? I, th- I think for, for me, the biggest thing is the falling out of the plane surviving. I mean, the fact that she landed in the jungle and survived as well is, is incredible. But how, I mean, how do you survive that fall? That's ridiculous. This is the point no one really knows. People, people have she thought must many have things. must have landed in a tree, maybe. I don't know, like a bush. Does that help? I don't know. There are many thoughts. One is that because it, there was a lightning storm, that's what hit her plane, that maybe that affected the wind around her, which slightly slowed her down. She oh, kept yeah. her um, she kept her seatbelt on, so maybe that would protect her. But still, I mean, she fell 3,000 metres. What happened to everyone else? The best part of two miles, everyone else died. So everyone else on this plane died. She was the only survivor, fell the best part of two miles to the flat, to the ground. That's mental, and then survived yeah. the next day on, the next 10 days on suites that she found at the site. So... Uh, how how did she like you might not know but how did she like come about normality like did someone find her did she get out of the like how did she end up just coming back to normal life you know what 40 episodes in connor and that's the greatest question you've ever asked yeah i'm so intrigued she's fived on sweets she found at the site then she waded downstream through i mean a river it's in the amazon you might think the amazon river i'm not sure um she poured petrol from the fuel tank onto her wounds to clear them of maggots and then she was discovered by local fishermen. Um, and then the next day, she flew to a, ho- uh, a hospital. She was reunited with her father. And then she went and recuperated, I think, in Germany. And now she's like a, a pretty famous scientist, I'm fairly certain. It's a, phenomenal, it's a phenomenal story because there's so many parts of that story where she should 100% be dead. So, you know, falling out of the plane should be dead. Lambs and rainforest surviving that. Even even what you said about going down a stream or, or or whatever that is that she she done. She could easily have died there. Like that is it's phenomenal. She's overcome so many different, you know, death scenarios and survived. Like that's yeah. incredible. Are we missing a trick here and not buying the movie rights? Because this sounds like it is an Oscar winning movie in the making. Connor, what have you got for us? You two are going to absolutely love this. Honestly. My instinct is they, immediately they saying, I'm going to do all I can to not love this. No, Dan, honestly, it's going to blow you away as it did me. So we're gamers here, aren't we? We're, we're quite interested in the world of PlayStation, etc., etc. I've dabbled. Two PlayStation 1 games, FIFA 2001 and Gran Turismo 2 were scratch and sniff discs. So. The FIFA 2001 disc had a scratch and sniff that smelled like a soccer field. And Gran Turismo 2 had a scratch and sniff that smelled like car tyres. I mean, that is just the most useless use of technology ever. But how many people are reading this right now or hearing this skin? Oh my God, I don't have a clue what that disc is right now. How am I ever going to test this? Is it still scratchable at this point? Oh, it's probably dead, isn't it? The the smell of it. Was every disc scratch and sniff, or was it a certain yeah, limited every edition? Di- every, every disc, FIFA 2001 and Gran Turismo 2, was a scratch and sniff disc. PlayStation run it for these two games, wasn't really a hit. Don't think many people spoke about it until now, where it's a, where it's a worldwide fact. And yeah, scratch the smell like a soccer field and also car tyres. Here's the question. What is the point of it? Because that point. disc is inside going round. So, it no, so it's not like you're playing it and there's a thing inside scratching it as it goes round. You go, ooh, I can really smell the car tyres. Like, it's a case of, ooh, should I play this? 
mm, now I want to. And then you put it in and then you forget about it. Or you go, you know what, I really want to smell? Car tyres. Go get the game. There's just there's just no point to it. No, what, I'm with you. Point, there, there is, at I'm what point you. did they ever go, did someone come into the room, the brainstorm meeting room and go, guys, I've got it. We're going to make these discs scratch and sniff. And someone went, oh, that's a great idea. I can't see any issues with this. This is floor proof. No. You got to see as well. There, there is zero point. Stupid. 2000, FIFA 2001, Gran Turismo 2, PlayStation 1. This is like early noughties, you know, all these sort of things. Mark, were like, did you know that 2000, FIFA 2001 is out in the early noughties? Just yeah, to yeah. Con- confirm that for you. Yes, just just like, sure, I'm sure it would have come out in about September October 2000. That's when it would have if come they'd out. done this in, you know, PS5 or whatever, it'd just be like, what the hell? Whereas back then, it's kind of like, well, it's a little gimmicky thing that pe- yeah, people. Yeah, I think you're right, aren't they? I, don't, I, I, I feel it, like it's one of those things that in like the proper fanboy community, they'd be like, oh my god, have you heard? This is the best thing ever. They wouldn't believe it, they wouldn't do it, but just purely because it was PlayStation that did it, they went, oh my god, this is incredible. Ah! And that and that's literally the reaction from those people. And they're the only people who were ever happy about it were those who were just happy about anything that they do because they're such big fanboys. I really want to like see see it, like do it, you know? Like I don't know, CX, do they still sell PlayStation 1 games? I'd, like, the, like, I'd love to actually see if it's, if it's get, a real get thing. Get on eBay, get on eBay, see if you can find one. Find one. It's probably really expensive. I can imagine that PlayStation 1 stuff is just fortunes now. It's, um, I mean, it's fundamentally pointless. Because why would you devote any time to something that no one's ever going to see and never going to care about exactly like you, Mark? But then again, it's, you know, it's the start of this stuff. So I guess they were just throwing everything at the, at the wall and seeing what stuck, really. Um, thank you, Connor. Uh, yeah, I'm, I moderately enjoyed that. Thank you. Mark, what fact are you bringing first off? Koalas are dumb. So koalas have very smooth brains, which means that they lack higher level recognition and understanding which other animals enjoy so you know us and dogs and other animals like that so here's a great thing about a koala eucalyptus leaves that is what they eat constantly however if you took a eucalyptus leaf and put it on a plate for them you know give them a posh dinner they would be incredibly confused have no idea what it is and would not eat it because their brains are not advanced enough to recognise that that is what they eat all day, every day, because it's no longer on a tree. Uh, have you ever held a koala? I haven't held a koala, no. I've held a koala. They've got very sharp claws. They absolutely reek of eucalyptus. Like, it's all they eat. It's phenomenal how much they smell of it. And you do get the impression that they are just stupid as, because... They're like babyish, like they kind of immediately just latch onto you, and they're just there, like n- nestling in, n- nestling in. They're, they're, yeah, they, they are. They do seem very, very stupid. Don't they all have syphilis as well? Isn't that a thing? Yeah, I think it's all syphilis they've got. Syphilis or chlamydia, one of them. Oh, like someone in Essex. You're in neck of the woods, Con. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, right here, here we go, Connor. I know that science facts, animal science-based facts, aren't particularly your bag. Um, when you hear that, what's the the first three questions that immediately come into your head? There aren't really any questions, more just understanding of a sense of animals are quite dumb, aren't they? Like, even my dog, like, you know, if you give my dog something that he usually has, okay, he'll be quicker to, to work it out than probably a koala. But, like, if you give him something that is in an un, unknown position or whatever, he probably is a little bit more hesitant as to 
Like if I put his dinner that he always has in his silver bowl in the corner of the kitchen where he always eats it, he knows that he has that every night. He'll go, he'll crack on. Whereas if I was to put that maybe in a, I don't know, a salad bowl at the end of the garden, I can't imagine he'd sprint over and have it. I think he's a little bit more. Hmm. So I can kind of understand this, but I'd like to know if they ever get to the point where they understand what it is or whether they're like just staring at it for hours. No, like, they literally, they just have no idea. Have absolutely so like their, no their idea of, what it is. Their sense of like recognition through smell is just absolutely useless. Yeah. So any sense of higher level recognition and understanding above just what they know, it, it just kind of, isn't there. It, it kind of enhan- it enhances their cuteness level by like a thousand. So essentially what I imagine is going on in a koala's head is that can't be a eucalyptus leaf because a eucalyptus leaf only ever is on a tree. And if it's not on a tree, then it can't be a leaf. So even though it looks like a leaf and smells like a leaf, and it definitely might be a leaf, it's not a leaf. That's essentially what's going on in that brain. Yeah, thank you for breaking (laughs) that down. I was a little bit confused as to how they're getting confused. I think that's... exactly. Yeah, but also that's entirely reasonable. You know, if you only ever... These are animals, and like fairly stupid or not, they learn from repetition, they learn from experience. If if, If you're used to seeing what you eat up high on a tree... And it ain't there. You are. You are nothing. Oh, what's this? It's actually. It's actually pretty clever. It's actually pretty clever. Like if I hang on. If I stuck, Connor, what, what's your favourite food, Connor? Uh, or what do you, what do you most Italian, regularly eat? Italian pasta, pasta, pasta. All right, spaghetti bolognese. It's gonna be hard to scrub. But so Connor will usually have his spag bowl on a plate. If he walks into his lounge one day and he sees, you, you know, tomatoey mince and spaghetti just kind of scattered all over a bookcase, he's gonna be a little bit confused. He probably won't eat it. It's a similar mm. thing, isn't it? it so Connor, you are thing, as stupid as a koala. Yeah, but, but, I, think. I am, but it's also very clever because they are used to eating what they trust off of a tree or wherever it's from. Dan's why. And also as well, they're clever because they get if they're getting it given to them on a plate, that's a man-made situation. There's a human doing that. And the koalas are probably sitting there laughing, thinking, we don't know what's in that. We see what happens to our friends in the forest. Some of them die. Some of them get made into food. We're not having any of that. We're sticking to our eucalyptus leaves where we get them from. God, I should have said you're as smart as a koala bear, not as stupid. That, that's my own error with wording. I apologise for that. Right, my second fact. More people have been to space than have climbed the second biggest mountain in the world. Is that because people just don't bother climbing the second biggest because they're like... I mean, no, it's the biggest or not. It's because K2, so K2 is pretty, is, is very close to Everest. And although it's um, the, the second highest peak on the planet, this is very boring, but topographically, it's not the second biggest mountain in the world. That's it. But anyway, it's over 8,000 foot. The reason that no one climbs it is because it's horrendously dangerous. Like it's much, much, much more dangerous than Everest. If you think about over 5,000 people have climbed Mount Everest, um, 400 people, less than 400 people have climbed K2. It's known as a savage mountain um, because of the lack of oxygen, because it's a really hard climb and the the wind and the weather make it like insane to summit. And so 550, more than 550 now, of course, uh, people have been to space and less than 400 people have climbed K2. With with um like the mountain climbing thing, with Everest, is that like a kind of a, a free fall climb? So, as in, like you do that yourself, or is there almost like a, a, a trail or a section that they've begun to make for people to, if you're going to climb it, go go kind of this route, bit of safety measures put in place, or is it just you know you crack on? I've never done it. I would imagine that they have 
advised trails and routes because yeah. you know it's the big it's, it's the biggest thing on the planet and it's co- like it's covered in ice and snow and stuff it's going to be pretty hard for you to climb so it's like right this is the way i'm not sure whether you can go without permission because it costs loads of money it costs like 40 grand to try and climb everest because you have to hire sherpas and stuff and you have to do all of that all like it's it's an expensive hobby what sherpas um, so sherpas are locals who help you in effect they kind of help they're they're your local guide and they do i would imagine quite a lot of the work have you ever seen the 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 simpsons episode where homer simpson has to climb the massive mountain and he falls asleep and they drag him i I imagine it's very similar to that what's like the length of time it takes to do everest that like is it a a, a long process like you you know i tell you what uh, that's one of the best questions you've ever asked that's two of them in one show I'm doing well today, boys. I'm asking for a pay rise. You are getting a gold star at the end of this. Thanks, buddy. That's all right. You've got to go buy it yourself. I'm not made of money. It takes around two months to climb Mount Everest, Connor. So I can kind of, I can kind of understand a little bit, having asked you a few questions, getting to the gist with mountain climbing. It's probably actually maybe a little bit easier to go to space than it is to climb mountains. Maybe. Um, I think. I mean, a rocket does all the hard work for you when you go to space. Yeah, like maybe it's more advanced. Like there's more focus on space travel than but then climbing again, massive mountains. Not everyone can climb. Well, no, not everyone can fly to space, can they? Like it's not like you rock up and you, at the moment, you can't just rock, rock up and buy a ticket. Like you have to do extensive training, kind of be a genius and all of that stuff. And, and usually they're all like army pilots at some point. Whereas, so 5,000 people have climbed the world's tallest mountain, Connor. Um, so, you know, it's easier to climb the world's tallest mountain than it is to go to space, but it's harder to climb the world's second tallest mountain than it is to go to space. Yeah. Wow, I'd love to do something like that. I, I've, I've never really, like, not climb Everest. I definitely wouldn't be able to do that. But climb a mountain and, and things like that. Like, a lot of people go to... What's the place in the UK? It's very mountain. Is it the Peak District, maybe? Snowd- Snowdonia? I mean, the Peak District does have stuff, but, I mean, I wouldn't call them mountains. You've got the Lake District? You've I've never got... really been in in like that that area of night like ever. Like I've never I've I've been to different parts. I've been to the country. I've been here, but I've never been like on a walk or a camp or or a climb or anything like that. I'd love to do it. I bet it is absolutely incredible. So K two is in the the Himalayas. You've got the Rockies in North America. Do you know where the Andes are, Connor? The Andes, yeah, they're down the pub right now, mate, having a Guinness off. Connor, what's your, your second fact of the show? Okay, so. Nokia SMS tone. So the Nokia SMS tone is actually Morse code. So what's it, what's it Morse it code for? for? I want to play it for you. Vaguely. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember it. Yeah, actually Morse code to connecting people. B- very good. I thought it was. So they, they, I remember on Nokia's because I used to have the exact Nokia that's in that video. There was like five SMS tones. I think there was just five of them. You had to pick one of them. So I don't know if that was the original, original Nokia SMS tone that we all know from the early days of the playground with your first phone. But that the good one old Nokia thirty three ten that never died. And look, there's the video of it morsing into connecting people. It's Morse code for connecting people. Isn't that just sick? Like Face ID, What, what, what do you reckon the other ones mean then? 
The other one's like, you know, Morse code for sexual things. Like, you know, can you send me a nude? Yeah. Um, can you slide into my DMs? This is someone that you want to avoid. This is this is this is a one night that girlfriend doesn't know about. Like that kind of thing. That would be insane if you could code your own ringtones to make them mean something for you. When I, I remember having my like early Nokia's, and there was a website called like Mr. Ringo, I think it was called, and you could make your own ringtones for like the songs that were around and it would tell you like what you needed to push. So I remember just like spending all of IT lessons making like Green Day and The Offspring on my phone. Linking in with with this fact, Nokia, hands down one of the best phones ever. Also, why can't we have Nokia batteries in iPhones? This is what I can't wrap my head around. Well, 2001 batteries. Because they're doing a lot less. About to say, a Nokia 3310 battery wasn't necessary. I mean, it was very, very good at the time. It was good. And that Let's phone never phones. died. And also, that phone was indestructible. Nokia phone, like, think now. You drop an iPhone, you're spending 100 quid on a new screen. Like, no matter what you do. Nokia's, I, like, I swear to God, my friends used to throw their phones against trees in a competition of who could break their phone first. No one ever won. No Sounds one like ever fun. won. Nokia was- won. <laughs> <laughs> Big days down in Newcastle, isn't it? <laughs> I, I'm always, um, I'm always, I miss being able to change I, I, the phone case. You know, like th- this can't be a podcast that just remembers how days were. But I miss being like going down that that slightly rough shop down by the escalators in the town centre and, and buying that. Yeah, it clip, clipped off and clipped back on, didn't it? I just think it's a really, really, really neat and clever touch that I personally really enjoy. Like, I'm really into my technology, but little things like that, I just love it. Like, the PlayStation 1 smelly disc thing, maybe not as much, bit gimmicky, but the fact that Nokia SMS tone, Morse codes to connecting people is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it's a good idea. I, I feel really bad for companies like Nokia, and it makes me think that I shouldn't get ahead of myself, you know, because in the early no- late nineties, early noughties, Nokia were—they were the only phone anyone wanted. They were dominating it. They absolutely smashed it. You know, could, couldn't make snakes come out quick enough. But then, you know, flip phones come up, and they just don't know what they're doing. And Motorola no. come in, and then no, it's no, the no. iPhone, and then Dan, Dan, Dan. where who Dan. are Nokia now? So or never get ahead of yourself. Nokia 3310s have got a fantastic market. Drug I know, dealers. but what I mean is, is that's like it, it's a gimmicky market of people who are buying them for a specific reason. No, you're like drug dealers. Oh right, okay, burner phones. Burner phones, pay as you go SIM card. Nokia yeah, 3310. Again. I mean, you are drug you are drug dealing on four days of battery, mate. <laughs> Mark, time for your second fact of the podcast. And it's been it's been a stellar lineup, so don't let us down. Okay, a chemical compound using vanilla flavouring and scents comes from the anal glands of beavers. How do they discover that? I'll say what I how does say- Mark discover that? Why <laughs> no, no, are you no, no, searching? No. <laughs> what I is mean, your history? Why are you searching? Are you anal typing be- in facts about no. animal He's searching on, on standard Google because he you know he doesn't do any complex internet internet in. He's typing anal and beavers. And that's and that's what's come and, up. And, He's and not looking for that. Came up, pure, pure happy coincidence. Yeah, of course. Like I don't want to. Um, <laughs> like, I know we've ragged on you a bit, Mark. But Connor, when Mark's young, he 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 was the kid that when he was looking for slightly blue stuff when he was fifteen, he wasn't doing it secretly. He was just like <laughs> just Google one finger in. How do I do? <laughs> Ladies kissing, please. So sorry. Um, but how do they discover? 
th- that smell? How do they discover that flavouring? I mean, it's a great question. It is a brilliant question. Uh, castoreum is the name of the chemical, and it is produced by a beaver's uh, castor sac, which is basically found between its pelvis and the base of its tail. But you're right. Who at what point goes, oh, this flavouring just needs something else to make it more vanilla-y? I'm going to go and go find a beaver. Just see if a beaver can give me anything. This is a strange but good fact. And it also reminds me of other stuff that comes from animals' bums, like some of the best coffee in the world is actually out of a uh, out of an animal's bum in Colombia. And they actually get the beaver. Yeah, haven't we, yeah haven't we discussed we that before? We spoke about it before. But uh, yeah, good, good fact. I haven't got anything to ask or say. What is going on in my mind right now is distracting me. So Dan, if you've got anything, mate, you go ahead because I'm lost. <laughs> No, I think I'm okay. I think I'm all right. That's a, that's a way to go to the ad break, isn't it? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Right, here we go back. Um do we have any admin? Uh, so this was from Learner Language again. Uh, it was the last episode shout for me about that um, uh, law, about Cinderella's law with the with the playing video games. And she just messaged and said, or he just messaged saying, I just finished listening to the podcast for this week. I was really excited to hear this fact in the podcast. Thank you so much. I really enjoy listening. It's something I look forward to every week. Isn't that nice? It's, it's very kind. And remember, if you do ever want a fact read out, Send him Connor's way because that and is less I've got work another one. for him. I've got another one from Chris Rainwater. This is the guy who's making the game. Shout out you, Chris. He put, thank you so much for the shout out on your podcast. Our team is even more pumped on getting this game done now. The episode was great. And I said, mate, keep going with the game. We would love to play it when it's done. He put, of course, that would be awesome. What inspirational words from you, Connor. Hey, you know that, that job that you do? you keep doing it you yeah you keep doing that well chris listen i do remember you because i remember loving the name rainwater back when so good luck with your game we will love to play it Uh, if you can make it scratch and sniff as well that'd be very handy um right let's come into the most 
hotly anticipated part of the week. Badge update. Have, have they been sent at all? You know what? There is no update on the badges. Here is a Mark Head's promise, which, by the way, is the most boring promise in the world, as we all know. Mark Head's promise. They will all be sent out in February. May, may, maybe January. Rest easy. If you're waiting for a badge, they will come to you this, like, soon. This season. Soon. This season. Um, give, give us a follow on Instagram. Uh, it's at Baffled Pod. You can get some nice illustrated versions of the uh, of the facts that we give you. Do a little poll as well to see which fact you've preferred the most. And we get some videos so you can see what we look like and just how, how good we look in lockdown right now too. Right, last fact of the show for me. Did you know only 8% of the world's money exists as physical cash? 8%. But and all the rest is just digital, fake kept in. All the rest is just money which exists on hard drives in bank accounts around the world numbers on a screen amazing isn't it if you think obviously money makes the world go round and all the fuss that's caused about it and it's just like a figure on a screen like that is crazy isn't it that it just counts down yeah that's it that's what i say make make my number bigger it kind of upsets me that there's not like an individual vault for every person where you just open it and inside that open up connor's vault and inside there there's just a one pound coin and a two pence piece there it's like that's connor's vault and then to the next one into mark's vault and there's just thousands of dollar bill notes there thank you very well, much into the and until one. recently because we had this as a fact before didn't we until recently you could take your bank notes to the bank of england um, when it says, I promise to pay the bearer five pounds, and you could actually swap your banknote for five pounds worth of cash, uh, of gold rather. Like that was a thing that happened until recently, but now just 8% of the world's money exists in physical cash. Incredible. Well, I, don't, I barely ever carry cash now. Everything is just tap, tap. Now, especially tap, not during lockdown. Tap. No, exactly. Spreading the germs. But no, like, I, I, don't, I don't ever have cash. Like if somewhere ever wants cash, I'm like, oh, oh where's nearest cash machine? Uh, Connor, what's your, what's your second fact of the show? Uh, I actually got this one for you, Dan. Thanks, so Thanks for when, bringing me a fact. Really nice. No, Mark, you, you'll understand why. You'll understand why. When watermelons are grilled or baked, they lose their granular texture and they can be used as a meat substitute a watermelon steak. Yeah, very good. Very interesting. I've, I've, I've been looking for a nice steak substitute. No, 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 no. Apparently, it's really good as well. If you actually type in watermelon steak on Google and have a little look, it looks like a steak. It looks very tasty. And people say it's really, really, really enjoyable. It may be something to try, Dan. Look, in, in, in vegetarian kind of the vegetarian world of food, I am 100% on board for any attempts to get like meat. Like if you can make a Beyond Burger that's like exactly the same as a burger, only, you know, I don't have to kill a, kill a cow. Um, chicken wings, if you can do that without having to killer chicken i'm completely on board with and most of them are great but I've, i have yet to get a good veggie steak because the joy of the steak is in the cooking it's in the juice and you can't really do that seriously though try it i'd love to know what you think of it, it it's it, i can imagine that it i think it actually creates as well from what i was reading quite a chewy texture i think it really does almost meet that so try it see see how it is for yourself and I will course, do that. With a watermelon steak you get a watermelon sugar high can we just call it a well, day? So the thing is i thought to myself you know, I make like little, little, oh, no, little, little, little bets with myself. When the fact I'm just taking out. the dad joke crown back, and I thought, I thought there's a watermelon sugar joke in here. I thought, who's gonna make it? Hello. Yeah. Do you know oh. what? He sits there and he thinks <laughs> to himself, "I've got this here," 
And you know what? It's great. And then he delivers it and you sit there and you think, it's such a sad time. Save it, save yourself. What's your last fact? Okay, so the film Jaws is based on a Peter Benchley novel. Now, when Peter Benchley ri- I mean, originally wrote it. to follow on, to follow on from that joke. You with haven't this even fact, got to the fact yet. Up. No, but like straight away. Uh, <laughs> Give the fact time. It's not even there yet. So the film Jaws is based on a Peter Benchley novel. Now, Peter Benchley originally couldn't think of a title for the book. So the working title, you know, we love a working title, came from his father, which was originally, what's that noshing on my leg? That was the original working title of Jaws. <laughs> very good. Very, very good. I like, I like that. I think that would have made it a more iconic film if it was called What's That Noshing on My Leg. Mark, can I be honest with you? That should have been an early fact for you. That should have been a, you know, because by the end of the podcast, we start to lose a little bit of the energy. That's why that I wanted should have it been, at the end. That should have been your because opener. That is a killer fact. That is a cracking fact. There's not a lot to say about it, hence why it comes at the end. I'm still on the watermelon state joke. I mean, I can't, I, this is the thing with me. Something happens from Mark and then it just, it, it takes over. What's that notion in my leg does sound like a re, like one of those really early noughties kind of new metal rap songs that were released, like something Afro Man would make. That's what it sounds like. We have had Jaws facts before. Do you remember the fact about why the, um, the original director got fired because he kept calling the shark a whale? Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah, yes. another another good George fact, fact. Um, which I'll use now is that the um, the, di- the the writer of that novel was so outraged as to the panic that he caused about sharks that he spent the rest of his life working to make them better in in, in ocean shark conservation. It's kind of it's just incredible regret, isn't it? It's like oh no, I've literally ruined sharks for everyone. I'm gonna have to work to reverse that. Right, that's it for this week's Baffled. Uh, A slow and steady ramble towards the end, I feel. Thank you so much for listening to us. Um, What have we learnt this week? It's been a busy one. We've learnt that your cake might actually be flavoured from a a beaver's bottom juice. Also, it's easier to go to space than climb a mountain. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, We will see you next week with a big announcement. So make sure you're listening. Say goodbye, Connor. Goodbye, gentlemen. Mark, say goodbye. See you later. What are you going to search on Google when this is done? Uh, maybe dinosaur bums. What's up, a beaver's um, And I've been Dan. I'll see you next week. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.